From The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood The moment of betrayal is the worst. The moment when you know beyond any doubt that you've been betrayed, that some other human being has wished you that much evil. This is Gothic. The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama. As such, it contains material, including our jokes, that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey there, Sojourners, and welcome to another episode of The Gothic Podcast. This season, we're playing the Alien RPG, along with our ventures into Monster of the Week into Macon, Missouri. But tonight, we'll be in space. Specifically, we're going to Wednesday Station, a Sojourner Corporation holding, or at least once it was. Now it's under private operation and unknown ownership. There, we have been following our three unlikely heroes. There's Jules. Hello! There's Axel. Right here. I just got to find out what's going on. And then there's Maisie. It's Maisie. Oh, me. Maisie. Oh. When last we left this trio, they weren't a trio. They were separated out quite a ways. Uh, I believe that Axel had just uh, been going around telling people that he knew, the children that he ran with, to be careful this night, this terrible, terrible night, for dark things are afoot. But maybe not in quite those words. While Maisie, in an attempt to make her escape from Wednesday Station, found herself disguised as a maintenance crew and working her way through the large greenhouse or parkland dome that is in the central mass of Wednesday Station. There, she, however, has found something quite unexpected, a vista of overgrown jungle-like forest matched with definitely a ziggurat, not a big one, but still an obvious ziggurat pyramid that was not there the last time she went for a stroll in the park. Also, what wasn't there are a large number of organic, but also silicon-like mechanical growths, tubular, that run everywhere like roots, like vines hanging down from the trees, but which also look like they could be easily made of rubber or some other synthetic component. And while Maisie takes all this in, a flamethrower strapped to her back that she has just acquired from a maintenance shed, Jules, our chef, but also something else, has located the chief scientist of Wednesday Station, one Jacob Chauncer, who appears to have been sending the messages out to try to bring in our heroes. 
for questioning. And why is Jacob Chaucer sending these messages rather than Luther Wiscombe, the commander of Wednesday Station? Perhaps tonight we'll find out the answer to those questions on the Gothic Podcast. No, that, that came earlier, Jesse. <laughs> that's, that's already happened. It's, it's now in the past. Oh, it's going to happen again in the future. Spoiling all my fun. It will happen again in the future. We have seven more regular episodes of this season, so... Give or take. So, hey, everybody. Hey! How's it going? Hot! <laughs> it has been quite warm, yes. Very, very, very temperature... Uh, uh, yeah, very temperature. Yeah, very much very, temperature. So much temperature. Very much temperature. I'm sure it's nothing. It'll be fine. It's just a phase. <laughs> Well, has anything been happening in your lives other than, you know, temperature? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you should mention that, um, because uh, I've now discovered that one of my internal organs um, belongs to the hypothetical possibility that a fetus might need it one day, whether or not I wish it or not. So that feels great. Mm. It took me a moment to parse everything that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, wait a minute, I recognize all those words, but when you string them together... <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of a weird feeling. I am an organ donor, which means I uh, have, you know, preemptively given consent for my organs to be used uh, to save other people's lives uh, in the event of my death. But I didn't expect that, you know, some one of my internal organs might be used while I'm still alive against my will uh, legally in the United States. So, you know, that's great. Yeah, well, uh, we here in Missouri have the privilege of being the first to announce the enactment of the laws that were already in place. They were, they were ready to go with the cameras and everything, so. Yeah, some of them, I gather, uh, have laws that uh, have been on the books since the 1800s and uh, technically still were, like, n you know, never pulled out of effect except by Roe v. Wade. So, uh, yeah, timely, modern, up to date. So mm -hmm. it is most certainly illegal here, mm -hmm. uh, although none of those laws have been tested yet. But, uh, but there we are. Well, there are, hopefully... A few things that we can do still. Uh, one of those is uh, contact, of course, your congressman and your senator and um, send them short and succinct emails and letters. Those uh, things are read not by them, but by their interns. But the thing is that they see then the numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be eloquent. It just has to make your statement clearly. Another thing that uh, you can do is uh, give money locally. Find the local organizations. Now, personally, I haven't, I fear, gone out and protested yet. Yeah. Uh, but um, on my motorcycle, I have a. Uh, I have two spots for Velcro Funko Pops. <laughs> and on one side, I currently have uh, Jason Voorhees, the Jason Voorhees Funko Pop. Uh, I just ordered and received my Funko Pop for the other side, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be that. Oh, Funko that's awesome. Pop that is going to be on the other side of my motorcycle. <laughs> I found uh, one of those uh, come and take it bumper stickers, but it's got a uterus instead of like, you know, a murderous weapon. I think I know all five liberals in Missouri, so yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little lopsided here. <laughs> well. Shall we escape from all that for a moment to someplace far less dangerous? <laughs> <clears throat> okay. 
the Alien RPG universe, <laughs> or our version of it. And Wednesday Station, you know who we haven't checked in with for a long time on Wednesday Station? Axel. So, Axel, you have finished your rounds. What are you doing after that? Axel is going to be uh, making his way, trying to sneak as close as he can into a headquarters facility, or not a headquarters, like a command post, uh, mostly trying to figure out what's going on with Luther Wiscombe and uh, what is transpiring with the Marines that seem to be alerted in at the uh, dangers of the station, but have not alerted the populace. All right, so what is your destination, then? I'm trying to find Luther Wiscombe, or Commander Wiscombe. Where do you think Axel would go to look for Luther Wiscombe? Because Axel has never struck me as being a, I'm going to hang out with the command crew of the no. station. No, definitely not. This this is a little bit more um, on the incognito side, trying to sneak his way through, trying to get as close as he can. If if I have to climb through air ducts, if I see anything available, um, accessing any nearby comm terminals to get a layout of to get a lay of the land and try to avoid like really interacting with any of the uh, Marines and or other commanders. I'm trying to find Commander Wiscombe. What is your plan for finding him? I mean, are you just going to search the entire station? Well, there's the central command area, and that's. Like, that's like right in the center of the station, isn't it? So the business offices are in the north ring, which is also where the commissary and the stores and all of that are. Where you have made your home is in the west ring. Right. And then in the south ring are active labs, while in the east ring... Uh, the bulk of those are old labs that are empty with no gravity because the ring doesn't even spin. The central mass are the park domes where you get your food, like fresh fruits and vegetables and that kind of thing, uh, right. plus the occasional cow, and uh, where you also uh, have the hydroponics gardens and some labs associated with green spaces. So yeah, I would say that if you're just guessing, if that's if that's what you're doing, if you're not going to ask around or try to tap into the station systems, where you would probably want to start is the uh, business offices of the North Ring. All right, straight a shot that I am aware of. Um, but at some point, if I do come across some kind of communications terminal. I would love to tap in and try and get a better layout of the direction I'm going. Well, you could always go back to your room, your hidden room, where you have terminals and things as well. I'm trying to do this on the move, like trying to make my way there. All right. So first of all, to avoid detection, give me a mobility. Okay. Absolutely no successes. I cannot move. <laughs> no, you're, you're able to move. <laughs> Not successfully. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Maisie, you messed up my <laughs> servo on my right knee. <laughs> the, sh the biggest uh, plot twist of all is that Axel is also a little old lady. <laughs> <laughs> so as you make your way through the ductwork, Axel, you do occasionally come into contact with 
the duct cleaners, the robotic duct cleaners that uh, come through. So it's not that you are spotted by anybody. What happens is that uh, one of these ductwork cleaning robots has stalled out in the middle of the duct that you were needing to go through. This is like the primary. And one, you know that somebody's going to be being sent to repair it. But two, it's blocking your route. What do you do? Is there a corridor access nearby? Uh, sure. I mean, all this ductwork is running along beside the main corridors. This isn't like planet-sized uh, space okay. station action we've got going on here. Sweep of the main corridor and just to like see if anybody is like moving along. If somebody is, then I would wait until they pass and then drop drop back out into the corridor. This is a primary corridor. There's going to be people and fairly regularly. So waiting until there's no one isn't really going to work out for you. 400 years later. <laughs> okay. How about trying to see if I could do a quick little repair on the cleaner? Okay, sure. Give me hmm, Comtech or heavy machinery. Bosco will, will hate it forever if I've given somebody else a heavy machinery option that Bosco didn't give. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is small enough. It's probably Comtech. One success. All right. You pry off the uh, control panel of this thing. You immediately see the problem as uh, rats flee from inside the robot cleaner, and they've chewed the heck out of a set of wires in there. So you're able to, again, just with your knife, you're able to strip the the wires and, and bind them back together just with what you have on hand. You're not going to be able to, like, tape it up really good like it's supposed to be. There might probably be some shorting out later on, but you do have it running again. Um, it's easy enough to also then quickly program it to uh, not go the way it was going, which is toward you, but rather away from you. And so you're able to follow it as it clanks and clatters along until you make it into the north ring, or rather the the connector where you're going to be having to enter the elevator shaft, essentially, to go up into the ring itself. That's trickier because the elevator shaft spins. Don't ask me how the ductwork works on this uh on this space station. So what happens here is that the the vent uh vents out into uh this the shaft itself, um, which is constantly turning, uh, then that feeds air and such to the rest of the uh of the system. But yeah, I'm pretty sure this is this whole space station is uh, a practical impossibility. How do they get water? Never mind. Anyway you know, there are, are ha there's that one house that's like round and it like rotates, you know, there's yeah, ways to it do works. That. So yeah. somehow this works. There's, there's precedent. In any case, Axel, before the elevator shaft that takes you up into the ring itself uh, is the maintenance chamber where the robot uh, goes in and goes to its dock where a red light then comes on saying that it needs maintenance. Uh, in here, perfect. you can wait out anybody that's in here doing anything, and there are a couple of people, but eventually they wander off, and you do have a few moments to yourself. Is there a comm terminal in there? Uh, yes. Uh, direct route to the main offices, uh, looking for the command 
center. Sure. You are able to lock that in. No rolls? Okay. No. <laughs> no, I mean, that's an easy enough. Uh, the map of, of the ring is right there. They need Excellent. it here in the maintenance area. Oh, perfect. Is the straightest route through main corridors, or is there a secondary route through um, ductwork or maintenance lines? You can go through ductwork and such. The whole place is absolutely uh, riddled with <laughs> ductwork and access shaft areas and all sorts of just nooks and crannies. But you do have to go up the elevator shaft. And okay. whether or not an elevator is going at the time, you know, you still have to make it all the way up. All right. It's a matter of timing that then. Okay. Is there a... Is there a relay about the timing of the, that has to deal with the timing of the elevator and like where it's going, where it's at, at that point in time. So like if it's the furthest away from me, like so I can get started and moving. That I will need a contact check for because that's more, uh, that's deeper information. Yeah. One success. So yeah, you're able to find that timing because it isn't just when people step into it, that would be ridiculous for a, a a place this size and with only one major elevator at each uh, ring. So it, it does run more or less like a, um, there are two operational at any given moment, one going up, one going down. And uh, yeah, you can see the timing for those. Okay. Awesome. Do you wish to ride one on the roof of one of the elevators up? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I find that one's on its way going to where I'm trying to get to. Well, there is an elevator headed up, so you can get right on top of that sucker if you want. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, it's, yeah. This is a little tricky, and I know I'm not supposed to have you do a lot of rolls, but you're a synthetic, and so you don't have to worry about stress. You don't have to worry about face huggers. You don't have to worry about pushing your roll. You're so cool. So give me a mobility. I do hope you get fixed, mate, but I gotta make my way out of here. <laughs> I talked to the robot I fixed. <laughs> um, mobility? Mm-hmm. It's okay, Space Roomba. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Still only one success. That was a lot of dice, too. I was really hoping for stunts. You aren't really all that acrobatic about it, but you are able to leap over onto it with, um... Perhaps a bit of sound, a an unsettling clunk for anybody happening to ride the elevator at this point. Um, somebody goes, I hate these things down below. <laughs> and then you're going up as you see the other one coming down uh, the shaft. As you're going up, Axel, the other one comes down and it passes and they're moving pretty good. And you see something on the top of the other elevator. It is a tall, long humanoid form with a long serpentine reptilian tail and a thrust forward torpedo shaped head, just like the one that you saw in the access tube earlier today. And you see it, though it has no eyes seems to stare at you as it rides the top of the elevator down. And right before you lose sight of it, you see it leap. Jules. I like how 
<laughs> I like how the other two of our characters are like, we've already been having encounters with these things. And on the station, it's like, oh, so they're just like, you know, like, uh, like fruit flies. You know, we are not <laughs> noticing until there's like a thousand of them. <laughs> I kept thinking the whole time, you're like, climbing through duck, duck work, things like that. I'm like, you've right. seen the movies, right? Like, right, right. Oh, I've seen the movies, but I'm I'm not thinking of the movies for this. No, I'm like, know. trying to, yeah. I'm trying to embody the character. Gosh. <laughs> oh, no, dude, you didn't do anything wrong, but it's funny to listen to you. You're like, no, don't do it. No, no. Yeah, I know, right? It's like yelling at the TV screen. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go in that elevator shaft. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Jules, you have been making your way to the central hydroponics and park dome, the largest of the green domes, where your information indicates that the chief scientist of the uh, station, Dr. Jacob Chauncer, is located. You managed to uh, get past all of the people who had questions for you. So you have been able to make pretty good time. What's your what's your plan of approach here? You're not quite to the dome yet. Um, well, some of that depends on what security looks like. That's going to be the biggest thing Jules is looking for on the way in. She's half expecting there to be some, quote-unquote, private security. Um, so she's going to kind of use that as a guide kind of as she goes in. I, I think what she's thinking is that she knows he's up to something, but how deep and how far in this goes is, is going to be determined by other signs. Like, has he got people close to him that are going to handle that sort of thing? Or is he just so arrogant uh, that he hasn't even thought of it at all, if that makes sense? Okay. As you get closer, you see the signs warning you that the central dome is closed for pest removal <laughs> and fumigation. As far as she knows, Dr. Chaucer is in there somewhere. Yes. When you left, you could have pinpointed him pretty well, but he could have moved since then. Right. Um, yeah, just kind of uh, going to approach the dome. And she's walking a little bit with a purpose, 100% like she belongs there. Almost as though the air about her has changed just a little. The interesting thing is there are no guards, but the hatchway, the airlock that leads from the passageways that you are in into the lush wonderland of the dome itself are sealed. And they again have the signs on them, uh, close temporarily, contact either Commander Luther Wiscombe or Dr. Jacob Chauncer, Chief Scientist. And how is it sealed? Does it have just like some caution tape over it? Is there some sort of security lock on it? What does sealed mean from a physical standpoint? There is a sign. There's no um, do not cross tape or anything because they need to be able to go in and out, presumably. Uh, but it is locked. And that is uh, a lock that is restricted to upper level management, it seems. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let's. There's the, I'm assuming there's a terminal right there. There's always a terminal here, and, and they're not even acid-splashed. Uh, let's access the terminal and see what information we can find about what's going on inside, now that they're a little closer to it. Uh, I.e., is there um, any maybe access to cameras, any further information? That's where she's going to start. 
these kind of these terminals, however, here are are fairly basic. I mean, they're access um, terminals. You can get various readings from inside. You're not going to get much in the way of a camera feed. But uh, go ahead and give me a com tech. Let's find out what you do find if you can break the security. Dang. That is a whole bunch of ones and threes. Like that? No, seriously, that's a lot of threes. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Yahtzee. Yeah, this is interesting. This is definitely restricted to upper level access. It looks like it would almost have to be chief scientist and above, or it also does look like there are certain maintenance cards that can get in, but those don't look hackable. It looks like you actually have to have the card itself. Maisie. Mm. <laughs> but you can get uh, just some basic data from inside. You get humidity levels and temperature. And what you're getting from those isn't right. The The park was always quite pleasant, like a, a lovely 74 degrees to maybe 80, depending on if they, you know, really cranked it up so you could have some uh, feeling of summer. But it is up in the 90s. And humidity is closing in on 100%. Um, okay, so this is a basic comm station. Uh, so I'm assuming since the comm station has access to communication. Yes. Uh, what if I wanted to communicate with the station? Like where? All of it. Like a, a public announcement. Hmm. That uh, is also probably restricted. You could do it from your personal terminal because you have those hacks. You know, we made... Let's 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 get a little crazy here. <laughs> Do it. So this Do is going it. to take some time. Is the problem okay? In order to connect your portable device that uh, has all of this uh, stuff on it, you are trying to hack this straight up. Just you have some access codes for various places around the uh, station. That's that's what you're doing. But you don't have clearance this you know high enough, and that's what you ran into. You have to do the usual. You have to pull the terminal here off of the wall and expose the wiring beneath. And then you have to start linking in. And you've done this a lot. And so you can do it fairly quickly. However, there is going to be the chance that somebody's going to come along that you don't want to come along and see you doing this. And so how stealthily you're doing this is going to come into play. Okay. So go ahead and give me mobility. Mobility. What is my mobility? It's a different number of dice than what I had prepared, but we'll go with it. Well, there you have it. <laughs> oh, yeah! I, I have one stress die, and it rolled a face hugger, but I did have <laughs> a success. Well, that is a panic roll, so you get to add a, another stress die. Fortunately, the stress roll is low enough that it doesn't do anything just yet. So you rolled a four, and you have two stress? So six total, and yeah, you keep it together, uh, which isn't exactly what what was going on here. There is somebody who comes by. It is a, a maintenance person, and you're able to kind of shove the terminal back up into place and kind of put your back to it. And uh, they come up and go, well, is this place still closed up then? Oh, I suppose so. I was hoping for a nice little stroll in the park, but... So we'll just have to wait for another time. Yeah, I know, isn't it? And he pulls out a vape pen and starts uh, smoking <laughs> on it, obviously relaxing and <laughs> leaning up against the wall here. He uh, he says, uh, hey, you know, I used to like uh, one of my duties is going in, you know, picking up, 
you know, candy wrappers and stuff that people bring by um, just drop everywhere. You know, I mean, I know people get real upset about the litter, but uh means I get to go in and just sort of wander about the park and pick up uh, trash. I rather enjoyed it. It's been, what, week now? More? Oh, I guess I hadn't realized it had been that long. I've been so busy in the kitchen, but uh, time's far. Time flies, I suppose, especially at my age. Oh, uh, yeah, they've been, I guess, fumigating or whatever. You know, I, you asked me, them Marines that showed up, what, a month ago? Nah, three weeks, maybe two weeks. Uh, them Marines that showed up, um, them's brought some, uh, some sort of nasty mold or fungus or something, I bet, from some weird alien war planet they've been on. <laughs> so very uncouth. I'm sure the... I'm, I'm sure that uh, Dr. Chaucer has it well in hand, though. I would have thought they would come in on a whole ship, though. Anyway. Whole ship? What do you mean? They came in on half a one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I was doing a Jules laughter. Oh, no, no. Uh, came in one of their big, uh, uh, one of those big drop ships. You know, like they, uh, they have from their, um, you know, they have those big warship things. That, uh, you know, I always thought they looked uh, a little bit like giant guns in space. Oh. But uh, they have those, and then they have those, uh, the drop ships that uh, drop down <laughs> to the planet. Some of them bigger than others. Like a combat shuttle, yes. Yeah, yeah, one of those, but uh, slightly bigger. Hmm. I don't, I don't really know much about Marines, but, oh, they do have such fancy little flying ships and vessels. Yeah, I would have thought they would have left, too, but, oh well, whatever, probably. You know, I'm just, I'm just gabbing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just jabbering my jaw. Uh, I'm pretty yes. sure uh, there's not any real. You don't think there's any. You don't think there's any real danger, right? I mean, no, it's not going to like if they brought some weird mite or fungus or something. It's not going to like kill the trees, is it? Oh, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it's nothing. They're probably just being overly cautious. Don't want to, you know, risk anything too soon, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Holds the vape pen out. You're holding your hands behind your back, holding mm -hmm. the terminal up. <laughs> yes, yes, nothing to see here. Are you going to try to, you know, get rid of him? Um, no, keep talking, Patrick. <laughs> uh, so you might actually have a few more questions for him, but... Um, right, this is... Go ahead. Uh, let's see. You say they came down on one of the little fancy shuttles. Oh, is it still here? I'd love to have a look at it. I love the way the flying machines look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't dock in one of the uh, public docks. It docked down uh, under here, you know, flip side, you know, where the, uh, you know, commercial deliveries uh, come in and the big industrial stuff and all the science equipment and that sort of thing. Uh, uh, what was the ship? Um, uh, yeah, the I think the um, uh, mothership name was uh, weird name. Wapiti? Wapiti? <laughs> nice. Something like that. Oh my goodness! Uh, you didn't happen to catch like a, a unit number or anything? I I believe I have a nephew in that outfit. Oh goodness! I wonder if there's any chance that he's here. I got it. Oh yeah, yeah, ma'am. I I I wasn't paying that close attention. Oh goodness! Oh, but you've seen a few of them, yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, I like the I like the name, so I kind of you know take a look. And like I said, I uh, I was able to I'm able to go a lot of places. I you know. Oh, you know, that reminds me. I was looking for Dr. Chaucer. Have you seen him recently? Oh, Doc Chaucer? Yes. Um, oh, he spends a lot of time in there. And he points into the, um, 
you know, airlock. Oh, yes, busy, busy, that one. I was hoping he'd have some time, you know, away from this project. I had uh, some matters to discuss in the culinary arts. He, you see, he likes my confectionaries. Oh, I knew I knew you from somewhere. You're the, uh, lunch lady. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I cooked him up a special treat, but, uh, I'm afraid that was days ago, and he's not come by for it. I was, I was hoping maybe I could see if he could break away for a moment and make sure it's all the way he likes it. Yeah, you, you know, I'm, I don't run with them, folk. <laughs> That's too high and mighty for me. Yes, 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 of course. Well, uh, you've been so delightful, but, uh, I'm afraid that this is the end of the road, as it were, for me. I guess I should be moving along. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to finish my smoke. You sure you don't want some? Uh, oh, no, no. It's a nasty habit. I get enough of that from the kitchen alone. But, you know, maybe I'll hang out here for a few moments and see if by chance he doesn't come along by. Besides manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course. All right, I got two successes on that. Excellent. Well, now you do get a stunt. Um, good stunt for that. Oh my goodness, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for uh, for non combat stunts. Target doesn't re- demand a return favor. Target does more than ask for. Target is impressed by you. Will help later. Uh, let's do that one. Impressed by me? Yeah, he says. Well, yeah, it's a. Uh... It's been real nice talking to you, uh, ma'am. Um, uh, I did appreciate uh, you taking the time, but uh, he looks at his uh, his watch. Uh, but I guess I probably ought to get back to work. So I will. Uh, I'll see you around. Maybe uh, maybe uh, catch some of, uh, some of those special uh, special cookies. You know what I mean? Oh, that would be delightful. I hope you too. I hope I see you again, young man. All right. Well, uh, you know, you need anything. You just ask for, uh, you just ask for Walter. Oh, such a gentleman. Thank you so much, Walter. Oh, oh, you call me Mitt, but it's Mitt Walter. Mitt, Mitt, yes, yes, of course. And, uh, slowly, but he does go. (laughs) And back to the terminal I shall be. And as you continue working on that, Maisie. Yes. Excited to see where Maisie's at. Not feeling great about my situation. You were going for one of the escape pods, weren't you? Yeah, I was going for the like the ship, you know, docking ports and stuff that are under the Parklands Dome, which I've just learned the Wapiti stopped at, but Maisie doesn't know this. And I just walked to the dome and there's a ziggurat just crawling with xenomorphs. So I'm going to hold very still <laughs> until I feel like I know what's going on. So the ziggurat was crawling with the the xenomorphic alien creatures? I was picturing, like, an anthill, like, that level of crawl- crawling. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. I don't know this as a- Axel, but yeah. yes. <laughs> Good to know. All right, well, what do you do other than freeze? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I want to get um, kind of a more complete picture of, like, do I think it's viable to continue, like, through here? Um, you know, so I want to I want to kind of see, like, you know, trying to judge how, how far away I am. Is the ground clear enough that I could, you know, try and skirt around the edge without, I don't know, stepping on a stick or whatever. I just want to take in more information about the scene and see, like, if there's any passability in the dome or if it's just completely out of the question. So where you're headed is going to be another airlock. Uh, well, if you were at the six o'clock position on a mm-hmm. clock, for instance. Uh, the airlock that you want to go to is going to be at about 10 o'clock. Oh, of course. 
and you can make your way around the edge of uh, the park, but it's not exactly like you could just stick to the wall the entire time because mm-hmm. there's there are ornamental bushes, there's hydroponics uh, sections that are suspended with, with vines and such hanging down from them, ferns everywhere. The heat is oppressive. The humidity is oppressive. There are streams wandering around in this area. Uh, there are little bridges that uh, cross them. All of it tangled with this organic, mechanical, artificial tubing and almost grown structure. Go ahead and give me an observation. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I should also uh, give me a uh, panic roll. Oh, okay. Uh, A panic and then an observation? Yeah. Okay. At least you get the panic Uh, dice for the observation. Well, I have two stress already, so... Uh, so it's a seven. I get a nervous twitch, another stress. Luckily, nobody else is around. Just for walking into this mess. All right. Uh, so observation. (laughs) It's, uh, one success and one face hugger. No, no. Okay, so panic roll number two, uh, is another seven. So it goes up by one. It, goes it does up go up eight. by one. I was going to yes. say we've had we've had a d- the discussion about if you roll lower, but that was the same one. Goes yeah, it, it's the same or lower. It will still pop up one. Okay, skills, agility, and so minus two modification. Where did agility go? Oh, oh, it's all skills using agility. Um. Okay. So I think uh, uh, picking up on the incredibly bad vibes uh, of this big space. I would um probably probably call that a loss and uh just turn right around and exit the same way I came in. <laughs> Run away! <laughs> Run away! <laughs> All right, you are about to do so, but you did get one success there on your observation, correct? Yes, yes, I did. Yes. So what you also see is up not at the ziggurat, but closer to the ziggurat. There does appear to be a a ring around the ziggurat, a banana phone, a cleared area, and you see a couple of figures moving around that area and occasional bursts of flame. Oh, like human figures. Yes. And it's hard to tell from the distance, but it looks like they're probably dressed like those people that Axel encountered earlier in the day. Oh. Like you saw on the video. Yeah. So it looks like they're um potentially like keeping these things inside the like firebreak looking thing. Possibly. There's no guarantee Wild. of that. And you're you are a bit frazzled. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I still think I'm just like this is something larger than larger than me is going on here. I don't think I want to be in this room anymore. How much noise. Above you, the dome fogged over from the humidity. Still, you know, beyond it lies the endless stars. Surely places out there that don't have whatever the hell this is. Oh, yes. I went off the station very badly, but you know what? I think having a bad disguise is uh, is better than going through whatever is going on here. 
You turn and go to open the airlock, and you do so. It hisses open, and standing on the other side is Jules. <laughs> oh, oh, my hmm. goodness. Oh, sh- uh, actually, I'm going to step forward, let the door close behind me, and be like, shh, shh, shh. Nice. So, Sojourners, uh, Sharon is now making uh, be quiet motions with her <laughs> hand and mouth parts. <laughs> well, what does Jules do? Jules gets a little wide-eyed, but then takes the opportunity and waves Maisie to the side. You, you don't want to open this door. Away from the door. Somewhere where they can stop. Oh, like you're coming with Are you going to me? stay in the airlock, or are you going to uh, no, move? we can move out of the airlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're coming with me, yeah, absolutely. If you were like, get out of my way, I'm going to go in, in, the, <laughs> in the door. <laughs> Jules is wanting to know what's going on inside. Well, she just found somebody who can tell her. Or maybe, anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll move off with you. As you two uh, move to find some place to huddle down and compare notes, Axel. The creature that you recognize so well from earlier, the last thing you saw it do was crouch and leap. Fortunately, you don't gain any stress from seeing this thing in this circumstance, even though this is a fairly horrifying circumstance. Yes, but I'm leaping from elevator to elevator. Yes, it needs to roll its mobility. All right, so let's see how it does on its jump first, and then we'll get you some initiative if we need to. All right. So it jumps uh, towards him specifically and not like off in some lateral direction? Uh, yes. It crouched and leapt for the other elevator where it saw prey. Oh, it makes that leap. Oh, boy. With three successes. Successes. Damn. Oh, boy. Ooh, what does it want to do for its, uh... Does this mean we're going into initiative then? Oh, it definitely does, yes. It, it wants to go to law school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fully healed, though. So, it's going to choose, as a stunt, impress someone. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you give it a little golf clap. And leaps, <laughs> and you see it gain the air right in front of you, and it's it's got this, it's got its, like, arms and legs kind of out in Matrix jumping fashion. Chariots of Fire starts playing Hangs the there for a second, but of course your elevator is still going up, and then it just claws into the uh, side of the elevator and you hear the metal rend and and screech itself and then you hear screams from inside the elevator <laughs> but it continues climbing on up just tearing out uh pieces of the metal and shaking the whole elevator <laughs> and then it is initiative what did i get what did i get what did you I get? get an 8 a 1 Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh, wait. Sorry, I dropped a card. I will redo that. There was a card missing from the set, so... An ace. That was the Please one. give me an ace. All right, here we go. Worse, it's a 10. Oh, <laughs> God. All right, I'm reacting then. Patrick, Which why? is, you know, okay, because I do improv. <laughs> okay. Well, if there's anything left of you um, at that right? point, <laughs> it clambers up and stands there. On the edge of the elevator, the walls, of course, of the of the elevator shaft still speeding by, um, you know, only seconds are going to have passed here for all of this. And you it is it is dark here, but there are maintenance lights in the shaft, uh, red maintenance lights. And those red lights 
uh, reflecting off of its uh, black chitinous armor, its claws long and now scraped up some from where it's torn into metal. It's, it stands there hulking nearly, nearly six and a half feet tall. And then that tail whips around and goes straight for your chest, Axel. Cheesy crazy. <laughs> you look on a dizer. <laughs> I don't know. I think I had a couple of rolls like that uh, as uh, patients last session where I was like, I'm using all of my dice and I still managed to not roll any successes like mm. multiple times. Yeah, but Patrick's rolling, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we know Patrick rolling. <laughs> Three successes. As this tail just plunges into your chest. Am I able to take a dodge action? No, it's not a ranged attack. No, it's it has to be a close combat. Do for kid talents, when attacked in close combat, oh. you can dodge. Yeah. This works like blocking, but you roll using mobility instead. It's the only talent that is related to the kid. So do I get to take the dodge? Yes, absolutely. Awesome! That's my mobility! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a maraca. Oh, I only had two successes, though. It didn't match That's the three. Still, though. Isn't that still uh, positive? That's still positive, regard? but not because not they enough. have more successes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What does this dodging look like? You're on top of the elevator. So cool and in slow motion. <laughs> in slow motion. It's, an, it's kind of an I don't think so kind of thing, where it's like, I was there. But you missed me, neener, neener, neener. <laughs> well, it, it didn't, but... <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, okay, maybe then just, like, as I see the the movement of the creature, like, leaping up towards in, like, uh, one of those slow-action-like things where it's, like, it's moving fast as the elevators are moving, and then the creature leaps, and then it's in slow motion for a minute. I see what it's doing, and then I, like, jump back in a way. As the creature comes down, whether it catches any of me or not is to be determined by you. As you leap backwards and it lands in front of you, yes, stands to its full height, hisses. Uh, then that tail comes around snapping at you. Uh, but where it was going to catch you in the heart, essentially, it just scrapes right along your rib cage along the side of you. And you see something venomous pumping out of it as it pierces your skin, but that venom isn't going to have any effect on you because you are a synthetic. Yay! <laughs> then it just stands there over you, staring at you with its eyeless head, and you see yourself close enough reflected, your own face reflected in that mirror-like black armor of its skull. However, you're a synthetic, so this doesn't affect you like it would other people. So it is now your turn. It's had its three. Oh, it gets three? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'll take a fast action to shove it. Like, as it landed, it kind of knocked me back a little bit, and I'm just going to use that momentum to roll back on my back and shoot my feet out. Yeah, yeah. And just knock it off the elevator or the the lift. Alright. Right, because I'm I'm supposed to be English, so <laughs> it should be referred to as a lift. 
there isn't a, a an opposed roll for this, but you do need to make a close combat roll. And I can modify that roll for certain opponents. And I think I'm going to have to do so because, I mean, you're a synthetic, but it is still much larger than you. True. Uh, with more mass. So I'm I'm not going to... You are a synthetic, though, so I'm only going to modify it by one. So one fewer dice. Yeah. You know what? This is awesome. I wish I had a dice cam right now. I only had two dice for my strength roll on that. Whoa! And they were both successes. Whoa! I need a dice cam so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm jealous. If all of our regular listeners would pledge just $5 a month on Patreon. We could all get dice cams. And if that grants me a stunt, I will probably take the knockdown stunt. The opponent falls back to the ground or is pushed back. I don't believe there are uh, any stunts for it, but you're getting what you want here. They are shoved away to short range. Short range is off of the elevator. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! And so off it goes, and the alien creature thing goes off the side of the elevator. Somehow you got just the right amount of momentum, just the right amount of leverage, and over it goes, hissing as it falls. And then the elevator is coming up hard and fast on its, on the ceiling of the uh, shaft <laughs> where there's all sorts of uh, girders and and ribbing and um, other things. Quick, give me a mobility there. Oh, I get a mobility. Uh, that's too many dice. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this roll. I took too much extra <laughs> know, right? in that area and like took nothing in close combat, which is why I only rolled two dice in the last roll. Right. Being an android is like, I need bigger hands so I can hold all of the dice that I'm trying to roll right now. Two successes. Woo! Okay. You twist yourself, and the elevator comes into locked position, but you are not impaled by any of the rebar. Why there's rebar? Who knows? But one law of science fiction is there's always rebar. Always rebar, rebar yes. <laughs> Jules and Maisie. You have found a quiet little corner to talk and to reduce your stress levels if you can. That would be nice. Reason? Thank you. Jules, you did get a glimpse past Maisie at a fecund jungle that looked wrong, but you didn't have much time to see. But you did see a structure back there that made no sense. Oh, dear Maisie. I was hoping you could tell me what you saw inside the dome and I had it. If you could tell me what in the hell are you doing inside that dome? Listen, that's not important. There is some kind of structure that was built in there, and it's covered in these big, big, I'm doing scary claws in the air, large, darkly colored beetle people, like the thing that we saw from Axel's memory. <laughs> and, oh, uh, goodness. sorry, Jesse's dying. <laughs> uh, um, and, and they're they're all crawling over the structure like termites. There's a ring around it of uh, people dressed in in the protective gear, like we saw similar in Axel's memory. It's all tied together. There's something going on aboard this station, and it's all linked in there. But they were moving in a rather disturbing way, and I suspect 
they would uh they were holding them off with flamethrowers and I think that's maybe an indication that these things might be dangerous. And how exactly does this reduce stress? <laughs> I, I don't suppose you saw the good Dr. Chauncer while he was in there, did you? I don't know. I can't recognize the man from behind when he's wearing a... Uh, what, was, what did the suit look like that he was wearing, Patrick? Uh, so they're, they're big, um, black, like, firefighting outfits, except black. Um, and they have <laughs> padding and armor on them. Listen, the bo- the bomb squad was dealing with these big, 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 tall, shiny things, and and uh, I can't recognize the man when he's covered head to toe in in fireproof gear. But um, if he's in there, I'm not going to go tap him on the shoulder and get a flamethrower to the face. And and how did you get inside? Uh, that's not important. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Secret secrets, I understand. What were you doing trying to get inside? I was Go for a for the good doctor. Oh, I could have I could have guessed that, I suppose. He seems to be looking for us. I thought I would save him the trouble. I thought it was station administration that wanted to interrogate. It doesn't matter, they're all the same, but but they're doing something in the parklands dome closed for fumigation, my foot. Although pest control might be accurate. Jules, also uh, reduce your stress level by one from chatting with with Mitt Walter for so long as you did. Oh, that lovely little Mitty. Oh, such a delightful young man. <laughs> um, gosh. Well, I suppose the question is, what do we do now? Both of the both of the things I saw in there, both the 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 people in firefighting suits and. And the, 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 I make scary hands again, the creatures, uh, we saw in the playback of Axel's memory. So if a person were wanting to leave the station. It's very difficult. <laughs> he wasn't using his Jules voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Hello, it's me, Maisie. <laughs> Actually, right, here we go. You're going to love this. So Maisie, would you like to see the inside of a marine combat dropship? Lead on. I happen to know where there's one parked. Where? Hmm, down below. Is that through the same hatch that I was heading to? Yep. Oh, oh no. Well, unless you have a different way of getting to it that's not through this dome. Hmm. Because that's actually where I was trying to go. Well, it looks like I need to stop by the kitchen and pick up some cookies. And then we need to go find the young Mitty again. I hardly think this is the time. I mean, I wouldn't say no to a nice shortbread. <laughs> yes, but young Mitt, I think, could help us out. Turns out he knows exactly where this dropship is. Yes, it's through the dome, almost directly all the way across. Hmm. I'm hoping that a clever young man might know another way. Oh, I see where you're going. Not literally. Lead on. <laughs> so there is another route. Uh, that's the one you originally tried to take, Maisie. Oh. But it was far more populated. Right. And... You were going to get discovered if you went that way. Sounds like we need a whole plate of cookies, then. You want to bribe your way through with cookies? Mm, I find the confectioners can make for the most delightful distractions. The amount of butter that you put in there, it's no no wonder. Mm. Axel. Oh my god, I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go eat cookies right now. I know, right? I'm thinking about my shortbread right. recipe as we speak. <laughs> Axel. All right. 
you are able to make it to the administrative offices now that you're in the ring, and you're able to do so going by unobtrusive and unseen ways. Although, perhaps with a bit more academic concern that something may be in the access shafts with you, still you're able to get to where you are in ventilation ductwork over the administrative offices of Commander Luther Wiscombe. And there, you can hear talking. I will pause for a moment and listen. It is, as best you can tell, Wiscombe himself. And he is saying, let me get, let me get his voice. I don't know uh, what you, um, I, I don't know how long you all think you can keep using uh, these credentials, these permissions you seem to have to keep me away from what I'm sure is something going on on my station that shouldn't be. And the other voice says, oh, well, uh, that is, again, not any of your concern. Uh, It is is purely a matter for the company. And uh, currently, uh, my Marines serve the company on orders far above your pay grade or mine. And the thing is that that if Wild Bill or Ray or Dr. Laura were here, they would recognize the cadence of Jin Kaje, the commander of oh. the Wapiti expedition on the Marine side. But they are not. What has happened to them? Oh, no. What do you do, Axel? Keep listening or do something. I'm debating, looking over my notes, and seeing what Axel would do. He might bulge right into that quarrel. Uh, but the other voice didn't sound familiar at all. Go ahead and make a make a manipulation roll against yourself. Oh, dang. Whoa. Okay, wait. So do I roll two and two? <laughs> like... Kind of no. like one against no. each other. <laughs> no, no, it's just that uh, you are trying to access your own memories here. I'm trying to oh, I wish that. I could do that. <laughs> Manipulation. Nothing. That's sad. It's too bad. However, I'm going to give you a plus two die on this because you have already accessed your your hidden memories once today. So two other die. Still nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing I can do about that then. And a four. Uh, A five and a one is a six, technically, so... You do not recognize the other voice. All right. Um, in that case... Wiscombe says, I'm going to need you... I I must talk to Dr. Chauncer about this. Things are going wrong. People are disappearing. I need to be able to protect my... Station. Well, I, uh, I suppose that could be arranged. He is a very busy man, but, uh, I will, uh, make sure that he stops by within the next 24 hours or so. And Wiscom slams a uh, fist on the table and goes, How about we make that about an hour? Oh, I'll see what I can do. And then there is the sound of a door opening and closing and the sound of a body settling back into a chair heavily 
Yeah, I'm gonna scare the shit out of Wiscombe, unfortunately, because I'm gonna burst through the ceiling at this point. Uh, once the other entity has departed the office, so now we'll drop in. You drop into the office of the commander of Wednesday Station, and in a rain of dust and and grill parts and and uh, maybe even a bit of uh, hydraulic fluid, you land in superhero fashion uh, right in front of his desk and stand up. This teenage-looking motherfucker with, like, <laughs> C-3PO parts is, like, freaking Spider-Man posing. I love it. <laughs> LJ, I need you to make an act under pressure <gasps> roll. Act under oh, pressure. All right. It's a good thing I had this open. Um... Act Under Pressure is cool. Uh, I have to go to my yeah. bone dice for this. My bone dice. All right, there they are. Yeah. Oh, 11. Oh. <laughs> LJ, you become aware of being somewhere. You see an office. You see... It's a fairly spare office. Um, not overly large. Uh, there is a, a porthole in the back, and as the background turns, it's kind of weird, and the gravity feels off. But you see a big porthole window behind this desk in the wall, and you see, beyond it, you see a, a, uh, a center mass, like an asteroid almost, but on one side there are three large domes that um, are kind of hazed with green and fog. And beyond them is uh, the swirling, multicolored cloud layers of a gas giant just occupying the entirety of the view here. In closer proximity, though, this office has a, a large metal and plastic desk. There's a comfy-looking chair behind it, a lot of papers. Uh, scattered across the desk, a uh, computer terminal as well. Things you recognize uh, relatively easily. But sitting in the chair is a handsome black man that you recognize from the pictures you've seen, that of one of the lost, Chris Luther. And we will see where all of this goes Next time, perhaps, on the Gothic Podcast. I'm too busy writing. I know, right? Yay. The Gothic Podcast is a humor and horror actual play podcast produced by C. Patrick Nagel, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, and Richard Southard. Season 3 of the Gothic Podcast uses rules from the Alien RPG, produced by Free League Publishing and Monster of the Week, written by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. Theme music is by Zoe Hovland and original artwork by Jared George Art. If you enjoy the Gothic Podcast, please like, rate, and review us on iTunes. Visit our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds, and check out our Patreon page. Thanks!
I just have to say, though, while we were having that very serious conversation, my cat climbed up on my desk, has been trying to knock my mouse off, sat on my keyboard, so now my notes are a mess, and then <laughs> she's over here knocking my dice off on the other side while this is going on. I'm like, what is happening? Why are you doing this? Like, oh, I'm trying to... What's going on? Hashtag cats. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sojourners, tonight's episode is completely brought to you by cat cats. <laughs> Uh, give me one second. 1,001. Thanks, Sharon. 